We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 473, brought to you today by DoorDash, NFL Sunday Ticket, and Bet Online. Scott, it was almost a disastrous weekend. <laughs> like, really, really dog shit bad. So close to being that bad of a weekend for the Yankees. But they somehow managed, somehow managed to win three out of five. On it. 
I don't know because how. the Mets are that bad. The Mets are are bad enough that they gave the Yankees a game in the uh, in the doubleheader on Sunday, and uh, they couldn't hit either. So neither team can hit until <laughs> you know until like weird times, and then uh, and then they they completely completely give the game away on Sunday. So you know we're the first, the first game. game. We should be very thankful that that happened. The Yankees gave away a couple games too, so I guess it was uh, you know it was due. Yeah. If you believe in do, but you know, think about it this way: you could honestly say either team could have won all five probably. games. Like the Mets probably feel like we should have won all five, and the Yankees feel like we should have won all five. That's how that's how the games sort of bore well, out. It's especially like so many lead changes late in the games, sloppy play, uh, bullpens blowing it. Uh, extra in two extra inning in the double headers, even though it was only eight innings. <laughs> Actually, we got our taste of extra twice. innings finally with the runner on second base. Yeah, we got it twice. When it comes, it comes in bunches. Look, the uh, that going into Sunday, when you see the way that the weekend had gone, like thankfully, my boy Jay Happ on Saturday saved the bullpen a little <laughs> bit and got. But he didn't get the yeah, win. I know it was. Really, I got robbed. I got absolutely. If you robbed. don't get a win by going seven and a third of <laughs> shutout ball. I mean that's that is the exact reason why the win is a stupid stat because Jay Happ pitched the best game by a Yankee starter all year. That's not hyperbole. That's fact, and he's just got nothing to show. It's not. For it. it was definitely not the best game by a Yankee starter. Oh, it was. It was the longest with the most with no. Okay, runs. with no runs. That's that. That, 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 that doesn't best. mean that does not mean it was the best outing. It does not mean that it was the best outing. It was a good outing. Don't get me wrong. It was against a horrible team. Against a, a moment that. I'm not going to take anything away from it. Trust me. I'm not a guy who's taking anything away from Jay Hap. I am, I was in love with the performance. I was in love that he stayed out there. Should have stayed out there through the through the inning, letting him letting him finish it and bring instead of bringing in freaking home run happy out of Eno just to like walk in for three seconds and tie the game. Thanks, thanks for that. Robbed me of my second win on the road to seven. I still have an opportunity, but that was a big one. Um, but yeah, he saved the game. And the weekend, really, because if he goes four innings and, and gives up five runs, now they're dipping back into the bullpen again with nobody there. So the fact that that happened uh, was was a was a good thing because you walk into Sunday with Michael King and then you know Davy Garcia, who was eventually they announced him as the uh, the other starter. People were looking for Clark Schmidt. We told you not happening. Forty man thing, not happening. Not now, at least their their hand has not been forced yet to that point. Davy Garcia. Is uh, was ready to go and looked freaking awesome. But I, I tell you what, Michael King looked really good too. He had a really uh, unlucky, I think, fourth inning. Was it the fourth inning when just it was like duck, yep, three, duck, 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 you know, and then all of a sudden uh, uh, a base hit. So you know, he he still looked good, and and um, I, I was uh, I was happy to see that he came out there. But good, good, good pitching from the young guys on Sunday for sure. Team needed it badly. <clears throat> Yeah, that's a good point. That saying Jay Happ really salvaged the weekend for them. Um, when Jay, when when Boone was letting Jay Happ go out there for the seventh inning, I was like, "Huh, ironic that he didn't let Tanaka go, he didn't let Montgomery go, and he's gonna let Jay Happ go." And I think that was partially just circumstance. Like he's his bullpen is fried, and the bullpen also just blew two games on Friday, blew a game on Wednesday. So like, hey, screw it, let's throw caution to the wind. But then he brings him back out there to start the eighth inning, <laughs> and I'm and I'm immediately thinking of the gift from Seinfeld, where where uh, Costanza is taking his uh, 
Susan's parents, remember, to the Hamptons because he's like, you want to get nuts? All right, let's get nuts. What was happening is they were giving him every opportunity to blow the game. (laughs) And I'm sitting here like, (laughs) you've got to be kidding me. Uh, That's what they want. That's what they want. This is house money. (laughs) Score some freaking runs for this guy so that we can notch another win here. Let's go, boys. We're We're on a path here. We have a journey to seven wins. And Boone was trying to screw it up. Although the offense, really, at the end of the day, were the ones that screwed it up because they couldn't do anything against the horrible Mets pitching. Uh, uh, I mean, part part of the reason is you look at usually seven, six or seven through nine, and it's Kratz, Tyler Wade, Estrada. I mean, it's not the full lineup, so I get it. But at the same time, how many freaking base runners are they going to have on base and then just never get a damn hit to put the game away? They had opportunity after opportunity with either two runners on or bases loaded to ice games this weekend, and they could just never get the hit. I mean, Gary finally got three batting practice fastballs and finally hit one to the bleachers. Missed the first one. First one goes straight to the backstop. Just missed it. Okay, you're on it. Second one fouled off. Third one, thank God he put a barrel on it. And he, I mean, yes, he put a barrel on it. He strutted on. on I, I don't even know how you walk off like that. Like, no, whatever. I mean, the dude, the dude is hitting one twenty. I guess has, it's just uh, it's had the worst season of his life. Let the man strut a grand slam and nah, it was such a gimme. If there's ever a gimme grand slam, if that's if that's ever a thing, that was it because. You get a guy who literally came up because of the extra man for the doubleheader. So this kid has no business pitching in the major leagues in the first place. Wrestlers are already expanded. And and now he's in a pressure situation with the bases loaded with, at the in the uh, uh you know at the end of the game. What was it? The seventh inning. No, it was the eight, it was eighth the eighth inning. inning. And top of the eighth. And and then you go and uh and you throw three fastballs. Three. Three. And on the third one, you finally hit it. I mean you can't get a better scenario than what that, and he almost screwed it up. My dad has a suggestion for you because he was wearing the Unleash Al Kraken uh-huh. sh- uh, shirt today. And at, this was like in between games one and two. And he just looks at me and goes, tell Scott to change this shirt to release El Kraken. <laughs> yeah, well, that is, that, is, uh, that is one of the sayings, release the Kraken. So that's actually the real saying. The... Um, Dude, I mean, he was just, and, and I mean, don't even get me started on the defense. The defense was just freaking abysmal. And I was telling the guys in the chat today, when I see Eric Kratz just throwing BBs at second base uh, and throwing guys out from his freaking knees after a dude has a good jump, I mean, it was a good jump. Kratz is back there throwing guys out on a rope. Spry, just, looking just spry at age 40. Dark, a perfect throw. You can no longer tell me anything about Gary's arm because it doesn't matter. It's like the only redeeming quality that we have. Eric Kratz just did that from his knees. 38-year-old, 47-year-old Eric Kratz. No, he's 40. Whatever. He's he your age. Is, you, you two are the same age. I thought he was 38. Is he 40? No, they were talking about it on the broadcast today at how he is. him and Garcia are the oldest battery for the Yankees since like 1906 or something stupid. Him and Garcia? David Garcia. Yeah, I know, but Kratz... Starting battery. Why would he be the oldest? Kratz. It was Hap. Hap was, Hap was a starting no, battery no, no. with Kratz. Uh, sorry, uh, lo- uh, biggest okay, age gap. Biggest age gap. That made no sense. So it, it, age gap is is uh, 20 years. I'm going to just verify that Davey Garcia. Davey Garcia is 21, I believe. Yes, he is. And um, anyway, when Eric, when when old man Kratz is throwing guys out from from his knees, it's uh, it's no longer a 
It's no longer one of those yeah, things. Age 40. Oh, June 15th, 1980. Oh, damn, I'm older than him by, right I'm older than him by 10 days. <laughs> no, so, so, uh, and did you see how he was like really, really giving Garcia a lot of love in yeah. the dugout? Like gave him bare Dude, hugs. because I mean, like, there was job, there kid. were a lot of there were a lot of reports coming out of the alternate site camp, the Area 51, that Eric Kratz was basically telling when he came up, a lot of people were asking him, how's Clark Schmidt look? How's Davey Garcia look? And like he was he was just flying, you know, flying colors. These guys are ready. They look phenomenal. They're both ready to go. And he wasn't lying. Davey Garcia looked really, really good, poised, getting out of a getting out of a jam. Even when the the defense lets him down, Luke Voigt has that yeah. just an absolutely terrible play. I can't say shit about Luke Voigt right now because he's carrying this team. But at the same time, it was a terrible defensive play. Um, but Davey Garcia gets the ground ball to get out of the inning. Like, yeah, there were a couple base hits, and the, the run scored was not his fault. Not hard hit either. He looked really good. Didn't walk a guy. Love that. Really, really good performance. Before I talk about Garcia, I just need to let me vent about uh, Luke Voigt's defense because he is a stupid first baseman, like stupid in a bad way. Obviously, the error in the uh, sixth inning for Garcia, but in extras in the second game, there's two runners on. It's it's I believe it's first and third or first and second, and Holder gets a ground ball and he goes to second base for the second out. Those two runners mean nothing. Get the shore out. He barely got the guy at second base. In my opinion, it was a stupid throw to even attempt by Luke Voigt. Anyway, Debbie Garcia, that curveball. Curveball's nasty. That curveball. It's ball. fun to watch. It's one of those just like it gives it goes me up and then it goes twelve to six. I love the fact that it it like has the um the 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 vi- the vi- the actual optics of that ball. It looks like it like it's on a on a hook. Like it goes up and then yep. goes down. It doesn't just it doesn't just drop. That thing looks like it actually moves up. It's crazy looking. It's good. Gives me the feels, man. Because that was that was for me his standout pitch today. I thought he left a couple change ups up, but he didn't show it a ton. So I think he got away with it. His fastball went from ninety to ninety four. He got swings and misses on it. He beat good hitters with it. Cone was talking on the broadcast about how maybe even it plays a little yeah, bit faster late life. than it really mm-hmm. is. So uh, I'd imagine it has a good spin rate, so he's able to beat beat hitters. And, that, and he's it. got a little bit of a deception too with his delivery. Just it's it's a slight yeah. deception where where he has that that like slight turn. And I think yeah, just from from what Cohen was talking about too. I mean, this is something that we saw you know when he came up last year, um, and and pitched a, a little bit at the end of the year. But we saw it just it does it pop it flies out of his hand. The ball definitely gets on batters. It, just from their late reactions, you can tell it's getting on them faster than they think it is. So. He looks really good. You know, if he could control the if he could control the strike zone, like that's that's it for him. That's uh, he's got all the tools in the world. The pitches are phenomenal. If he could throw the ball where he wants to throw it, you know, for the majority of the time, that he's going to be really really good because he's got electric stuff. He really does. Yeah, it was a very exciting debut and something the Yankees need so desperately is starting pitching yeah. right now. Just something other than Garrett Cole every five right. days. Right. And and look, man, Michael King looked really good. Like that that fourth inning was really unfortunate because he could have been out of that so you know unscathed, and and you know the inning would have been very different, and he probably would have come out come back out for the fifth. You know who knows what happened. So, um, I was impressed with him. I thought he did a good job. I think they could they should continue to stretch him out, and and um, you know, he he's a decent option right there. Yeah, and the way that the schedule is just because of all the makeups and the doubleheaders, they're actually 
probably going to need to have six starters. So so Garcia, I, I think, is going to get another shot. He needs to. I mean, he has to. He has to get. No, but you know how a lot of times you'll have a doubleheader and you'll call up a kid and it's just like, well, this is a one and done no matter how you pitch. You could go one inning or, or nine innings. This is a one and done. I don't think that's the situation, though, with Garcia. And I'm happy about that. I want to see him pitch again. I said this in the in the postgame wrap today. That dude needs to be out there every fifth day. Every fifth day. Everybody wants to see him pitch, number one. The Yankees, every fan out here wants to see him pitch every fifth day. He's giving them a shot in the arm, an opportunity to now grow with uh, with what he's with what he's doing. He's uh, he's got an opportunity to you know create that confidence and really give this this team a boost when they desperately need some type of good news that's that's coming out of nowhere. Because all that happens to this team is injury after injury after injury. It's just like Ugh. another I mean, and even it's today. Another I mean, thing. the good. So can we get some? But Hicks leaves with an injury. It's like even today in two wins, two exciting wins, Hicks is a hero. He hits a game-tying home run, but he leaves the second game with an injury. So it's even in even in good times, it's injuries. Are we uh, oblique, yeah? <laughs> I mean, it was on a swing. It's soft no, but, tissue. But K, K said uh, tightness in both Oh, caps. he said that? I didn't I didn't hear him say it. I didn't hear what, that, what yeah, it was. They updated it like an inning later, and they said he left with tightness in both calves. In both calves. calves. So that, that's, like a, that's, like a, that's like a Tanaka injuring both hamstrings while running He did it. It was weird. <laughs> it was on a swing, and you could see him grimace. And yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm like, oh, that's an oblique. That's eight weeks right there. But they're saying calf muscles. I mean, who it's, the hell It's knows? another soft tissue. It's just it's another muscular injury with him or a, um, a tendon of some sort. I, I mean... I'm not, I'm no longer surprised by any injury that this team right. gets. Yeah, no, it's unfortunate, but that's why they need to go. So they need to be deeper in the starting pitching. So you got to get this guy in there. I mean, look, they have so many freaking games coming up. He should be on the roster. Just keep him on the goddamn roster. Yeah, the next they have six games in the next yeah. five days. And Michael King as well. Continue to stretch him out because yeah. they're going to need starting pitchers. Guess what? There's going to be another injury. There's going to be another injury in the starting pitching. Did you find it odd that Brian Cashman, after Saturday's game, said you will see Garcia or Clark Schmidt or both tomorrow? Full welling, full well knowing, like he's not called. They're not activating Clark Schmidt. Maybe they're going to activate Clark Schmidt at some point this season. But I don't know. It's just kind of like dis. Like was he just like giving fans a little dangling a little carrot in front of fans there? Like why not just say yeah Garcia's getting the start tomorrow and Clark Schmidt's uh because you know, maybe they're both maybe they're both the considerations yet. and he he's not making that final call so he's wonder he didn't have the information of which guy was going to come up he knew pro- probably yeah. going to be Davey Garcia I think that's him you need just to stop re- you need to stop reading into what these guys say I, I, it just it drives you insane for whatever well, if I'm not going to read into what Aaron Boone or Brian Cashman says I mean, those are the two guys you read into what they say those are the faces of the Yankees but management. in situations like that when there's no objective fact that can be said that is that's known we don't know if there's a fact out there maybe they do maybe they don't but he didn't obviously didn't want to say it for some reason maybe he was trying to shield whomever it was going to be from the Mets for getting maybe they were going to sit well, at home all night and watch film on one guy if he only said one guy and now we gave him double the homework so this was in my mind i was saying if you're if you know you're going to start Debbie Garcia tomorrow which they announced late last night i believe 
why not start him in game one? That was what I was thinking. Like, why make him sit around for three or four hours while the team is playing to just get the start in game two? It didn't matter. He was poised. I was wrong. But that was my thinking going into it. You know, just sort of give the kid, let him show up to the ballpark and not have him sit around. I mean, I think sitting around helps you. You're around the guys. You're watching a game. You think so? Yeah. And the, you're, otherwise, you're going in and you're just got... You're about to make your debut. Yeah, so you know what's coming. Like, you're getting through a game. Like, you're getting your legs under you a little bit by that first game. Uh, I'd want to get out there. That's like that's like on a, on the first tee. I want to go first. I don't want to go fourth. Oh, uh, I want to go fourth. I want to see, no, what's, I wanna I wanna see what, what, what the other schmucks do in front of me so that I know what I need to no. do. I need the pressure. I want to go I first. Like I want to go first. I want to pipe it 300 yards and watch everyone else shank it into the woods. You mean pipe it at 300 yards. I mean, I have. Okay. It's like it's like Brian Cashman speak right there. I mean, you don't know. We've never exactly. golfed together. That's Brian Cashman speak. Right. Exactly. Thank you. I don't believe you. Okay. Well, we'll we'll eventually golf together, and you'll right, see. Perfect. Listen, I'm not a good golfer, but I can hit it 300 yards. So, do you believe Brian Cashman when he says that Aaron Judge will probably need twice as long on the IL? For a reaggravation of the same. What does injury? that mean? That means nothing to me. He's going to need an extended what do you mean period that of time. Means nothing He's going to gonna you. probably need double the amount of time. So beyond ten yeah. days. Well, so twenty yeah. days. I mean, I could have told you before he said that that he was not going to be back in ten days when he does this okay. has the same injury so, the second time. We're looking at mid-September. Let's call it September fifteenth of an era. He's going to come back a, a series or two before the playoffs to get to get that's, right. That's that's. Essentially, half of a sixty-game yeah. season, which is already thirty-seven percent of a full season. So, if this was a real season, Aaron Judge plays forty games. Aaron, no, because it's not. You're not going to. You're not going to keep the comparison. Aaron Judge, again, depending on what the injury is, you're gonna. You would probably see him come back to play for more. But because of this situation as well, they're just going to hold him out. <laughs> Look, yeah. you know this care. is the deal, they, man. I mean, we, they, we we said we said this before the season started, like on the eve of the season, when they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, two more." Everybody's making the playoffs, and when they did that, there there are so many scenarios that that just like hurt the game. This is one of them. The Yankees know that they're going to be in the playoffs in in some capacity, so there's no rush to get guys back. There's just not. Well, and, and so. I agree with you, and you could kind of tell by how the Yankees managed the first game. Brooks Krisky is out there to face, I think it was 10 batters, when he clearly had nothing, and they were just pissing the game away. I know the Yankees came back, but we didn't think they were going to come back. It looked like an insurmountable lead with how the team was hitting. And it really hit me. Why am I getting bent out of shape about this game when the Yankees are not getting bent out of shape about this game because it truly does not matter and I think they don't care if they're the first seed or the eighth seed for this especially playoffs. now when when we're you know all these the talk of the bubble is going to be out there it doesn't matter yeah. nothing matters and look at the standings so Tampa's got the best record in the American League and you've got the Yankees in second place there you've got the White Sox Cleveland and Minnesota all bunched up in the central and you've got Oakland a couple games up on Houston. But if you just take the top eight teams, okay, they're all above 500, obviously. Actually, the top nine teams are above 500. Detroit is 16 and 16 at exactly 500. Everyone else is well below 500. You can kind of write everybody else off. So I don't even think you can include Detroit in a real playoff argument. So I could tell you right now the eight playoff teams are going to be the Yankees. 
the Rays, the White Sox, the Indians, the Twins, the Astros, and the Athletics. Those are your eight playoff teams. The Yankees are one of them. And as I just said, they don't care if they're the eighth seed, the fifth seed, or the first seed. No, it doesn't matter. I agree. I, 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 it's annoying. I mean, it's annoying. It's it's annoying. I mean, it's, I guess it's a real, once you realize it, it's like, okay, well, Brooks Krisky's going to get there. Also, the shot. other thing about that is you may look, you may start looking closer to it. And I actually think they will uh, start looking at what that matchup could be on who you're going to face the, in the first round. Like they're going to want the matchup. They're going to want some, you know, a matchup that's, uh, that, that favors them well, in, some, in some way. You might look it has at nothing that to do with home the field last anymore. couple of weeks. I, that's what I'm saying. So you're not only, you're not only, you know, completely throwing away the importance of the regular season, but now you're also going to be like jockeying for position potentially with like completely thrown games maybe, or, you know, you just, it's going to be, it's going to be weird. You're going to get a little tanking, there's, a little there's, tanking there's, there's for, for, for probably going to be some tank because now nothing matters. Do you think, but do you think they truly do not care if they win the American League East? Because if you win your division, you do play at home. I know you say there's no home field advantage, but we've seen the Yankees are a better home team than they are road team. You agree with that? Yeah, it depends where they are, but yeah, for the most part. So the Yankees are playing Tampa again at home for three games this week. Tampa, as I said, kind of running away with the American League. If the Yankees do not at least win this series, can you write off the American League East? With the with the players that are on the team now, yeah, pretty much. Because unless Tampa just gets devastated by more injuries, but it doesn't seem I mean, like it, they have been I devastated. Know, it doesn't seem like it, it matters over there because they had they just keep uh, throwing guys up there that are that are good. So yeah, I mean, it's looking right now that the Yankees have to make a move on Tampa in this series, and if they don't, that AL East looks like it's gone. And I cannot believe we're saying this, but it is what it is. And now you yeah, legitimately, a, <laughs> the, the the Toronto Blue Jays now are are, are now f- clawing for um for the the second place team in the American League, which doesn't matter because it's you got ten games against them in September. Ga- there's a lot of games going against. So here's here's the other thing, Baltimore. We will not lose. I don't feel confident about losing Baltimore <laughs> anymore. We're not with the team that's rolled out there now. The um, but. No, you can't. You can't I'm not walk that back. back. I would. You, I, I would gotta... never do that. But the point is, they're not that far off. They're five games back. No, I know. Six they're, games. They're under five hundred. Though column. I think. I know. But look at what this weekend could have been. Very easily could have been. Oh, it, it, it was almost a disaster. And I don't think that's even with the fact that they don't care if they're the eighth seed. It would have been a disaster to lose four out of five or even five yeah. out of five this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be um, the only the only. The, we're going to look back potentially and say, even though we were mocking it and still mocking it, the fact that they added two more uh, two more playoff teams to the um, both sides, we may we may look at that as, as like saving grace. Didn't think we were going to need that. <laughs> didn't think we were going to need that. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Manfred. And now, so yeah. if they can't, if, imagine the Yankees backed in on the last playoff spot. Just imagine that, right? And then ran it all the way and won and won the World Series. Can you imagine even now it's a shortened series and they got the extra uh, playoff spot that didn't exist, you know, 48 hours before the season started? Well, I mean, essentially what baseball has done is they've done a 60 game qualifying round for a tournament, which it kind of makes me wonder, like, why not just do a tournament to begin with? That's what we were saying. (laughs) WBC, baby. Let's just go. Yeah. 
Yeah, but whatever. I mean, it it is what it is at this point. I, I mean, I still, I still think some of the things that have happened over the last week have been frustrating. But at the same time, when we last talked, they just lost the doubleheader in Atlanta, and Chad Green blew blew the second game when they they took out uh, Tanaka after sixty six pitches, and then on Friday they had another lead and they took out Jordan Montgomery. In the sixth inning for Chad Green, who Montgomery had been pitching well, but the tying run was on and Pete Alonso was up. Again, that's the right call by Aaron Boone to do that. It didn't work out. Just because it didn't work out doesn't mean it was a dumb decision. And I find it frustrating that people can't acknowledge that. You and I criticize Boone, I think, when he deserves to be criticized. He doesn't deserve to be criticized when he brings in Chad Green to face Pete Alonso as the tying run. No, when when you have, especially it's a bad matchup. You have a guy who is uh, look, it's a bad matchup for Monty. For Monty looking at your your you know there's there's runners on now. He's he's starting to leak a little bit, and you have a guy that's been that the you know it's your guy. No matter what's happened, I mean Chad Green's not been not been great today. He looked phenomenal, but um, you know he's he's definitely let up some home runs that that were that were not ideal for this team. But he's still a, a guy that's trusted. And in that situation, you, you make the change. It's, there's no doubt about yeah. it. You, you try to you try to knock that knock that out. I mean, same thing with with Aroldis Chapman. There's no fault there in Boone. Execute the pitches. No. Execute the pitches. I I, t- I tweeted out jokingly late Friday night. Man, what an idiot Boone is for not leaving in Luis Sessa for the ninth inning and going to Aroldis Chapman because I feel like that's how some Yankees fans treated that moment. Oh my God, Aroldis Chapman gave up a walk off two run home run. Got to be Aaron Boone's fault. How about blaming your $17 million a year closer for giving up a walk-off home run? Sometimes it's just on the player. It's true. It's sometimes on the player. And the manager will take the blame and he will, you know, the the social media accounts will, will eviscerate for no good reason. Because if the move worked, then you're looking at it like, yeah, of course. That's why wouldn't he be in? Of course he's in. Didn't work. So it is what it is. The J-Hap, the J-Hap thing was probably the funniest. Okay, now we get to the J-Hap one. Now we get to the J-Hap one, and you bring in Adam Onovino yeah. in a one-run mm-hmm. game in the eighth right. inning. Not the sixth nope. inning, not the seventh inning, the eighth inning. You go to Adam Onovino. And a lefty, it would have been a lefty-righty matchup, home run Hap. He's a, he's a fly ball pitcher in a juice ball era. Those two things do not mix. Oh, those are oil and water, Scott. Let me tell you something here. J-Hab had no business being in the game at that point in the first place. He had no bit. He had no business being in the game the ending before that, and he was there. He was there pitching his ass off. This is this is the eye test. This is the nerd test. I don't even need your numbers because that it doesn't matter. I already know what the numbers are. The numbers are bad. The numbers will look bad when you at when you look at J-Hab third time through the lineup. They're bad. They're bad numbers. Thousand percent bad numbers. I test says that guy's reeling. That guy has something to prove. There's a little bit of juice behind what's going on right here. And him and Kratz have a good thing going. I yes. Trust Did that you guy. hear his quote about Kratz? So Jay Hap after the game says, I got in a rhythm with my delivery. I can't say enough about Eric Kratz. We we're on the same page. He helped me out a lot. Ooh, a little personal catcher situation with Happy and Kratz. Um, it's not just him because Davey Garcia, who calls him Padre, Oh boy. Is, is loving some Kratz too. That Yankees, 
they were talking about it on the broadcast today. They got an interesting decision come come time when uh, when Higgy is is ready to come back because now Higgy's come back and he's out of options. From I, I was surprised that I thought he right. still had another option, but no, he's out of options. So he could go. Um, he could get snagged. Well, does the alt does an alternate spot? Does a taxi squad? I think count it does. Being sent I think it down. Does. And then also, so yeah, I mean, Kratz is going to be on the taxi but, squad. But, but, this but not, here's I mean, the thing: you all you designate Kratz, he can leave too. No, I don't think a taxi squad is designating for assignment. I think it's just a taxi no. squad. You're still getting paid. I think in the as you're not on the active roster. roster. Yeah, you're if right. you're not on the active roster, you're not on the active roster. That's an option. But you're not. At, you're also not at alternate site, though. It's the alternate site is just named alternate site because there's no freaking minor league baseball. That's the only reason it's called alternate site, Andrew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Otherwise, okay. it would be called Scranton. So, are you saying that the Yankees have a choice? So you're saying maybe release Gary Sanchez? <laughs> Possibly Gary Sanchez. <laughs> I was wondering if they could designate Eric Kratz. A coach, oh, slash player, but but coach. He, he might need a he might need a but coach, and then and then just and then just like, and then bump him back from coach to player well, when needed. I mean, I I certainly <laughs> it's not an option. You're I not designating him. You're promoting him. I certainly appreciate what Kratz has done for the team, and it was interesting that they did not pinch hit for Kratz. On Saturday with Gary full day Sanchez, off, wanted to give him a they, full day's rest. Got to clear his mind, just get away from it all. Forget, forget about it. Yeah, yeah. Or game two on Sunday, they did. Or let Gary him forgot it, his cup, it, which probably happened. <laughs> he didn't bring his cup. Isn't, to the doesn't park. Gary Sanchez strike you as the guy who would forget his cup and then just can't play because they're the rules say you have to wear a cup. And then Gary <laughs> Gary Sanchez do, hurts the team because he forgot the cup. Do the rules actually say you need they to do wear a little cup? league? In little, league. yeah. I think the, it's, if, if a kid, it's a grown if a kid, man's decision if to a go kid out forgets there, a cup, he can't catch. Nuts dangling, it's up to I'm him. I'm just saying, Gary Sanchez, I could see being that guy. If Gary Sanchez wants to hang brain behind the plate, he can hang brain. But that's going to be an interesting decision because Eric Kratz has been good. He's been he's been good there. I mean, it's it's really a no brainer at the end if you're choosing between one or the other. One of them is a much younger guy who's been with the system for a long time, but. Not an easy decision. Not one you want to swallow. Maybe it's maybe it's on Kratz where he's just gonna take the assignment and understand that he's gonna be back up, or he's gonna be working in that. You know, there's gonna be like a little, hey, you know, just just so you know, like when the season's over, wink, wink, you got a job for you. you got a job for you. You guys have counted on restaurants, and now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food that you're craving right to your door. Ordering is extremely easy. You open the DoorDash app, you choose what you want to eat, and the food is delivered right to you safely outside your door, and you can now choose their new contactless delivery drop-off setting. I use it all the time. Uh, it's a it's a terrific app, and there's a lot of local restaurants that you can get as well. There are way more than you expect that are included with DoorDash. Um, Bevan and I use this app probably twice a week. So definitely recommend going on and, and buying it, especially with the code that we're about to give you. Many of the local restaurants are still open for delivery. So you can just use DoorDash, uh, select from their menu, choose the food you want, and they bring it right to you. And it usually happens pretty fast. And you can track the people as they come, which is fun to know because now you know when your food is coming exactly. 
to the minute. So right now, all of our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fee with their first order of $15 or more. Just download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back to the NFL with NFLSundayTicket.tv. You can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Seriously, guys, this is an awesome deal. As Scott and I have said, if you use this, you can get it on any device, your phone, your tablet, your laptop, your TV, Fire Stick, whatever you got. You can get 15 different TVs going. You can watch every game on Sunday afternoon. We're all going to be inside anyway because there's a freaking pandemic going on. You're not going to be able to go to a bar in October or November when it's cold outside and watch football. So you're going to have to do it at home. So visit NFLSundayTicket.tv. Use promo code BLUEWIRE, 15% off, baby. J-Hop was pitching with a purpose. At least that's what it seemed like to me. And before the game on Saturday, Brian Cashman had some words to the media about Jay Happ, who had been complaining about his options. This is what Brian Cashman said. He did not have a good season last year. He had a poor season last year, and he's gotten out of the gate not very successful for us this year. We're certainly hopeful he can he can step up and pitch well for us today and help us win a game, but it's pure baseball. You get a chance to play more with positive performance. You get the chance to play less with a negative performance. It's as simple as that. We're not trying to complicate anything. Our job is to try and win baseball games and put the best players out there on the field under those circumstances. Nothing more, nothing oh, less. Oh, what if their uh, what if their service time is in question? So, what do you think is Brian Cashman's worst nightmare? Getting Jay Happ back th- and paying him seventeen million dollars in two thousand twenty. Yes. Do you think he would glad? So Happ pitched well. He's going to get another start next weekend because they they have no other options because of the amount of doubleheaders. And he's pitching well. <laughs> right. So, but 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 say Hap goes out there, I actually think he's going to face the Mets on Thursday. Five innings, three runs. Does he get his next start? Yes. Okay. So, don't you think the Yankees would gladly sacrifice a couple of games this year? to not have to pay that $17 million this year. What's more important to the Yankees' long-term success? Not paying Hap $17 million next year or losing a few extra ball games this year? Well, the thing is, is that him him going out there and pitching doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to have to pay him next year. It's all about what happens in the arbitration but, case. It all depends on what happens on the baseball field. It all. But if he pitches well the rest of the year... Yeah. They're going to have to pay him. Look, man. Look, the Yankees uh, me, will lose that arbitration Let case. me tell you something. If Jay Hat pitches well for the rest of the year and shows that he's a good pitcher again, I'm fine with him being my number five starter. No, they still don't I, want to pay him $17 I don't million. Give a shit. The thing is, if he pitches well and does that, they're going to give him every opportunity. They should provide the opportunity for him to F it up if they want to prove that point. It doesn't matter as much. Do you think Brian Cashman's secretly hoping he just goes out there and shits the bed? Yeah, probably. A little bit. Because they know they're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> like, like, he wants the Yankees to win. Like, he hopes the Yankees it score nine runs that, that day, they, but Hap gives up eight. They know they're going to make eight. the playoffs. It goes back to that. Yeah. Definitely. 
and, and in the arbitration case, if Hap makes nine or ten starts and he pitches decently, I don't see how the Yankees are going to win that arbitration case, despite his performance last year. I mean, they'll lean on the second half. They'll be like, well, you know what? Actually, Jay Hap was a, was a, was a very effective pitcher in the moments that were most necessary. When they needed him at the end of the year, he showed up. He was there. Consummate pro. Struggled all year, but still consummate pro. Found the ball, found the pitch, found the grip, found whatever he had to do to be an effective pitcher in the second half. I mean, I could lay this case out pretty easily. How many starts do you need to see from Hap before you actually believe he has figured something out? One start's not going to do yeah, it. I mean, me. he was, he's been good two in a row now. But the uh, he was okay his previous yeah, timeout. Okay, he pitched yeah, five innings. I mean, that doesn't mean anything. That that's 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 eight innings five years ago. So you 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 think five gave, innings I, is like as a knock is not that means nothing. I believe he gave up five run, or three runs. Great, perfect. He's the third best pitcher on the team. The <laughs> look, he's got to go out there. Well, hold on. So it goes Garrett Cole, then who's number two? David Garcia. Garcia. <laughs> Maybe David Garcia. Yeah. Or Jay Hab, depending yeah. on what the. I mean, David Garcia is uh, hasn't he hasn't hurt us yet, right? He hasn't <laughs> yeah, he hasn't come yeah, yet. Yeah. You know, when that happens, yeah. we can we can start talking shit about him. But uh, until that happens, I won't. I'm gonna have a much longer leash on that kid. Uh, I like that kid a lot. I like that kid a lot, and I really hope they're not just showing him to get rid of him too to get some st- stupid veteran player that's gonna underperform. Lance Lance Lynn, bring bring hot dog Lynn back. I mean, I'll take Lance Lynn, but. Uh, well, did you see uh, a quote? Um, the, so, the, sorry. I'm the Rangers are the, very, very... They're always hesitant yeah. at the deadline to trade. Like You remember when Mike Miner was available, and for whatever reason, they yep. did not get rid of him at that point? Yep. They're stubborn. Yeah, so Jeff Passan tweeted out a um, a quote from... So the Rangers are 12 and 21. They're, they're done. But Jeff Passan said that from an anonymous GM... The Rangers hold the key to the deadline and then referring to Joey Gallo and Lance Lynn. And the price is extremely high on both players. I mean, why not? But are you giving up prospects for Lance Lynn? Like good prospects? Good prospects? No, I'm not. That's what it's going to cost. I mean, I I guess it depends on who these prospects are, really. Because when you look at the good prospects, I mean, if we're talking about like top five guys, uh, number one is gone. Um, it would be it would be like a Clark Schmidt type guy, honestly. I'm 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 sorry. I'm not giving up. Maybe it's because the Yankees had Lance Lynn in 2018. Maybe What's it's his not. contract. Maybe it's because he's got one more so year. So you're paying for so you're you're getting an additional year on what what technically and theoretically should be again this window that's closing. But you're also you're, we're still at a peak year now. And if you can bottle up what Lance Lynn has has done in, in Texas, now you're getting a very 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 solid number two pitcher. In a, year, in a year that Schmidt. in a year that you should win the World Series, or a, a very much unknown if this who just came off Tommy if this Don. was a f- I think if this was a full year, maybe maybe, but it reality is what it is. This is not the same thing as a full year. It's just not, and maybe it's because so, I know, I but that's the, the players point. on the, the field is that he's controlled maybe, for next year as well. So you're getting also next year. That's a big deal. That's a full year of a guy who who 
Are you? I need okay, you to take are, a name out of the equation move. and the fact that he was on our team and looks well, very, very. I know that's tough. Not, he does not it's look hard. as it's hard. He does not look as effective when he doesn't have the beard. To be honest, he, <laughs> it's not as. Into, doesn't he kind of look like Jabba Chamberlain with that? He's beard? got a little Jabba thing going on, but when you get rid of the beard at this point, like you get rid of the beard later at like Jabba end of his career, not a good look. But Jabba early on, good look. Look, look good. Okay, so are you giving up Clark Schmidt plus like a lower level prospect, or even Clark Schmidt plus Miguel Andujar for Lance Lynn? Um, you got to look at it. I mean, you got to evaluate that and, and and look to see what that what that is because the fact again, like I said, this window is closing. You need pitching badly, and if there's a guy who's proving right now that he has turned a corner and is able to do it, and he's not a young guy either. He's, I mean, he's he's a he's a, he's a guy no, who's got no, no, no. Belt, he's, so uh, he has figured something out, right? Like. He's 33. Don't you believe that he's figured he just, something he out? He turned 33. Like, there's something there that's Obviously, real. He's been, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball since the start of 2019. Right. He's obviously figured so, something out. So, yeah, I would I would be... They have to win next year. They have to. So, he is for... This year, he is making $11.3 million. 2021... He is nine point three million, so he's getting a pay decrease. God, we should have just signed him. Oh, he has a no trade clause. To not the Yankees are not on the list. Angels, Dodgers, Arizona. He doesn't want to go to the West Coast. Padre. Oh, West Coast no trade clause. Interesting. So yeah, I I don't know what Clark. I mean, Clark Schmidt's look great. We 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 know he looks exciting. He looks like a good pitcher. Do we think he's got potential to be a, a a number two in it next year? Because next year's we need we need we need pitchers next year. Yeah, and if if Lance Lynn, if you can if you can guarantee Lance Lynn will be what he is currently for the next year you and a half. Guarantee that. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to tell you. This no, is actually what I'm, a, what this I'm saying. Be a no, real no, thing. Here, so you cannot let guarantee me finish. that. What I'm saying is, if you have confidence Lance Lynn is what he is for the next year and a half, and you're paying him $9.3 million next year, which for uh, the pitcher he is now is a damn bargain. I mean, the, the contract okay? the contract value is moot. You got Cole, Lynn, Severino, Montgomery, someone else next year, whether it's Devi, whether it's Map, whether it's Tanaka, whether it's Paxton, whoever. That's very enticing. Yeah. And you got to play for that. You got to play for the World Series. You got to play for the World okay, Series. Okay, but you're saying it, it, are you, but if you're And maybe you win one in a weird year too. <laughs> but but if you're only going to win one in the weird year, that's not worth it. No, but that's again, there are this is a real thing, so there are no guarantees here. You have the opportunity to win two. <laughs> it's not real. No, sorry. it could be. That's um, the thing. Like Oh God! But come on, it, it, it's a bad look that Lance Lynn would be sure. Back. I don't give a. It doesn't matter what the look is. He's a different pitcher. I, I don't know what happened in Texas, but the guy figured it out. And when he went there, what would be a really bad look is if he came to the and, and just and was, was just like you know because everybody's <laughs> going to be expecting that. You know that. And Brian Cashman has not done well with pitchers. This well, this in fairness, he wasn't bad. No, he, he was not bad, bad with the Yankees. I, I liked him. He. Uh, if Brian, this is this could be a legacy decision uh, for Brian Cashman because the biggest knock for Brian Ooh, Cashman, the L word, the, the biggest knock for him is being able to identify and and uh, reel in pitching talent that's not by paying them the most money. 
It's going out there, identifying it, making a trade, identifying that I am giving up a very good prospect here, a very good prospect, to go get a guy like um, Lance. Look, dude, they gave up their number one pitching prospect, Justice Sheffield, for James Paxton. Is there anyone on the Yankees prospect board that is untouchable for you? Dominguez? Well, for sure, yeah. Dominguez is definitely, I mean, okay. it's. I just assume he's untouchable. I mean, I'm assuming that's what the Rangers are starting with. I, though, I don't. No? I don't think you have a conversation if you start there. So I don't think they. There's that, so they there's are no they starting with. Way. I mean, he's going to be the number one prospect in baseball soon. So they're starting with, with uh, Clark Schmidt plus. I think so. Or David, maybe yeah, David I, Garcia I, just put himself in that. In that, I don't think it would be David Garcia. Um, I think they would. They want more of the pedigree starting, starting pitcher, but. Um, it, it's going to be one of those two guys, probably. Yeah, I mean that would be that would be interesting because if that doesn't work out, that that's a real bad look. It's a terrible look. Yeah. Um, Clark Schmidt right now is the, their, uh, I think, number two prospect, I believe. David Garcia is number three. Number three. So the uh, I found it interesting the the win on Saturday when Batances threw the wild pitch to. Um, to win the game for the Yankees. Kratz was squaring to bunt with Clint Frazier on third. So they were going to do a squeeze play. That is not very late 2010s Yankees like. Uh it was a safety squeeze cuz it okay. was I mean I I, I trust Kratz. I trust Come on, Kratz that is that. <laughs> He's a fundamentally <laughs> sound baseball right player. He, he went to the Tom Emansky school of fundamentals. Look, you don't stay in the league. Fred McGriff would be You don't proud. stay in the league this long and you're not and you're not up up uh, up to snuff on your fundamentals. That guy can bunt. All right? He probably That guy so still I, plays pepper before games. The thing I was really looking forward to with these extra inning games with the runner starting on second base is how does the Yankees handle yeah. it? Like that's why I yeah. wanted to see it. Do they no, bunt? Everybody what swings. do they do? They, they didn't bunt. They're trying to hit the ball 500 feet, no matter yeah. who it is. They were lucky to win the first game, I think, because they got a bloop single by Gio with two outs to score the run, and, and, and great. And then today, they loaded the bases, and Gary Sanchez hit a batting practice uh, batting practice pitch 500 feet. Third batting right. practice pitch that, that he got. Uh, the, the, the Jordy Mercer non-bunt drove me a little nuts. I saw I'm sitting there like, what, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, I even call... If you're not gonna butt, if you're not gonna bunt Jordy Mercer, who the hell are you I, gonna bunt? I definitely call him Jody Kratz. Mercer because I feel like that's what it should be. He, I feel like Jody Mercer when I see him, he's a, um, you know, a, a, a baseball, a tops baseball card from 1995. Well, I mean, it's just not how the Yankees are built. It, it's it's not in their philosophy. It's not how they're built. It's, they refuse to do it. Even when Jody Jordy Mercer, excuse me, Jordy Mercer <laughs> is at the plate. Don't you sully his I good name. I mean, that's name. ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I agree. I agree. But that's how they operate. He did, uh, he did get a base knock later in the game, too. Of course he did. It set up the winning run. Not the same situation, though. Dylan Batanza still still winning the Yankees ballgames. And he still, he still got... Yeah velocity issues and 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 now kind of like acknowledging that that's it like it's that's probably what it's going to be 94 so i guess this last time when he was with the yankees when he couldn't get it ramped up again everybody's saying the same dialogue same dialogue because he always does this every spring training he never got back up that's a shame man it's a shame it's a shame what happened to him in his did, career honestly did b whips kill him possibly 
Sad. I was such a huge Dylan fan. He was fan. awesome. Yeah. And I thought he just got a bad rap with the team. He which... he got he got screwed by the team for a while. And then when he had the opportunity to like, yeah, I'm a bona fide closer, shit the bed. <laughs> Completely shit the bed. Didn't not did not help mean. himself out in that situation. <laughs> Anything else uh baseball wise you want to talk about from from the weekend? Uh, I mean, I really can't stress enough how huge those three wins were. Like, to, to really feel good about that weekend versus feeling terrible. J-Hap throwing 94 miles per hour. According to A-Rod, that's a big difference between him throwing 93, 94. Different J-Hap, 93. Bad J-Hap, 94. Good J-Hap. So. so, was the gun hot or was he... They figure out an arm slot. Is he pissed at Brian Cashman for skipping his starts? Like, what's going on with him? He's got $17 million on the line. He's, he's <laughs> he's how it. do you motivate someone? Dangle $17 he's million. He's literally got $17 million okay. waiting that. for him. And and he's if he pitches well, he has a much better chance to get it. So, yeah, I think he's 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 doing that. And I look, I, I always look at that guy, and I still feel like at some point he's going to figure it out because that's what he's done his entire career. And the guy's 38 years old, still pitching in the bigs, again with no diminished velocity, really. Or like there's no telltale sign why he's worse besides the fact that the ball now that was caught in the outfield is going out of the stadium. So that that alone is is the only difference in him. And I can only imagine how frustrating that is as a guy who has been really a very solid starting pitcher his entire career. So yep. uh, I just I, I it feels like he's gonna figure it out and and that he's that type of pro. So you know, body's not giving up on him. That's that's clear. We got a mailbag question from John M. As I watch Boone overmanage and take another starter out at 67 pitches to have Green come in and blow the game to the Mets, I wonder what do you think about Boone not having Larry Rothschild to lean on anymore? Larry had managed before and was the pitching coach for a while. This year, Boone does not have an experienced pitching coach to, does not have an experienced pitching coach to truly manage on his own and appears he is no he has no ability to manage a pitching staff what are your thoughts do you think boone misses larry there to aid in pitching decisions and i should have proofread that paragraph i think it's actually a pretty good point the the fact that he doesn't have just that voice that 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 other decision maker who he knows has been there before um to throw things against uh and just to like you know just run through scenarios in the same in the same way uh, I th- yeah, I think it. I think it is. It is part of it. It's not. It's not easy. Well, for Larry me. got shit all over. But it, people were. But not that doesn't mean Larry. that that he wasn't counsel to Boone at that point. I mean, I think Phil Nevin is a guy that that kind of fills in that spot. Who's been around baseball forever in a day as well. Um, but he's not the same. He doesn't have the same experience by any means that Larry Rothschild. Larry Rothschild was a was a manager. Um, and he was the holdover. So there was he was the only coaching hold holdover from the Girardi. Besides the uh, yeah, stuff. besides Harkey in the bullpen. But but that's not all interaction. Harkey's just a Harkey's just a great dude. Yeah, he, he, Harkey's just out there yucking <laughs> it up with the dudes in the bullpen. Like that's his job. Um, so I you know I think it is a it's a valid point, you know, just just based on experience because he's not looking at at uh, you know, Matthew Blaine or or Mark Blake for any type of any type of guidance. David he's, Blaine, he's looking he's, a magician? he's constantly in his in his notes like a nerd sitting there like looking at the numbers oh i thought you were on board with the nerd you were so excited about matt blake in game is different it's different you got a feeling in game like you he he, he just doesn't have the same experience he really relies but, on the numbers in those what, moments 
to what John is talking about, pulling a starter after five innings or before the third time through the order is nothing new to Matt Blake. That's been happening with the Yankees for two years. Right, and he's the reason it's happening because the nerds are telling you that they're no longer effective at that point. Okay, so it doesn't, Larry, be, it doesn't become Larry like, was there, the same hey, stuff. Hey, Matt, the same stuff hey, Matt what, do you, what are you seeing today? He's like, oh, what? Like on the field? Like out there? Uh, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was looking at my iPad. Um, yeah. I. Oh, that's really sad if that's the actual case. I think it's part of the case. That being, I mean, look, he. I know he's 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 also more of a nerd in the mechanics as well, and and the way that he uses all of the technology to do that uses yes, technology that to side get the best. I do out like of that side pitchers. a lot. I like I like how preparations are used and and how the um and how the uh, the cool nerds are are using those those types of analytics. Although I must say, it is getting Gary Sanchez in even more trouble uh, for the way that we're he he's being prepared, being on one knee. Like the dude can't handle it. He just can't handle it. Um, but yeah, I you know. So you are you are so let's let's pause on this Gary Sanchez thing because I saw you post in the uh, the back end chat like you're you're like what is Gary Sanchez good for at this point he's just if he's not hitting and he's not catching the ball it's just worse I mean yeah no I, I agree if you're not hitting and you're not where, catching the ball playing no, no, defense no, like, well where what do you, what, you actually stand because this is this I'm is really a, getting fed up a, with it I'm getting fed up with I'm get, but look at the okay so he's hitting. Let me just look. That grand slam, that grand slam was great. It won the game, absolutely. It means nothing to me in the grand scheme of what I, the way he's uh, playing, because he's going to go another two weeks now and just strike out looking like an idiot in other situations where a fastball is not coming at him as a known quantity. He knew that ball was coming down the gut three times. Okay, he's hitting one twenty three. It's it's truly atrocious. Okay, one twenty is is laughably bad. But you've got Aaron Hicks hitting 200. You've got Mike Ford hitting 180. You've got Brett Gardner hitting 179. You've got Tyler Wade hitting 176. So, so it's not like Gary Sanchez is the only one who's not hitting. If everybody jumped off the Brooklyn Bridge, would you jump? I mean, does it make it a better decision at that point to my, go? My, no, it doesn't. It's a my stupid point decision. Is, my point is, is this Gary Sanchez just sucking? Yes. Or is this Gary Sanchez in a weird 2020 no. and things players around the league are not doing Look, well? Here's, okay, I, I saw an article written by um, Chad Jennings in the Athletic about how JD Martinez is just absolutely lost. He can't this watch year. the videos. He can't. He can't go back and watch his videotape. So yeah. Okay, but JD Martinez is a great hitter. Has been a great hitter for a long time, and the dude sucks. Well, this year. I mean, there's something that's changed for him, and he's acknowledged it. Maybe Gary Sanchez can't watch the replays. Look, here's what I here's my here's my take on Gary Sanchez as an offensive player, and I think this is, I, I really think this is probably pretty accurate. When 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 our lineup is healthy and Gary Sanchez is in this lineup, I think he has the ability to be good. I think when more of the onus is on Gary Sanchez to carry the lineup, and pitchers can now effectively pitch around him, or not be pressed to throw him strikes. On on pitch on pitch counts where he knows strikes are coming, then he is a very very average batter. When he doesn't know what's coming or can't, you know, be sandwiched between two stud hitters, he's a problem. Today was a similar situation of being sandwiched in between two stud. There were bases were loaded. End of the game, you got a a, a scrub kid up there on, on a Mets team where he's just coming onto this team as the last guy. You knew you were getting fastballs down the gut. At some point, all you had to do was wait for them. Swung and missed the first one. Uh, the ball fouled back. Second one, he fouled off. Third one, he got. Great. 
it's not going to be the situation when there's more onus on him and a pitcher can actually try to pitch around him and expose his weaknesses. He's getting exposed. I mean, he's certainly been exposed all year, but your argument doesn't make sense because the first three weeks of the season, Aaron Judge was there. LeMahieu was fully healthy. Stanton was there. All those guys were there. Glaber was my, there. And Gary Sanchez sucked. My point is, is that he needs those guys to be good. I'm not saying he can't suck with those guys there, too. I'm saying he needs those guys there to be good. <laughs> so okay. he he is the epitome of what baseball is today. It's He's going to have production numbers at the end of the year. The numbers last year were good. He had, Maybe he not had good year. numbers. He had a, he did have protection. There are time there were guys around him that were playing out of their minds. I I just I need to see him, I need to see him like act alone a little bit and and take it and be able to make strides, consistent strides. It's frustrating when I see that the guys that you mentioned besides Hicks, who is our center fielder, are all platoon. They are they are role player guys. They're they're not. And Brett Gardner is old as shit. He's not going to play anymore. Oh, you're talking about the the guys hitting yeah, under. You just 200. mentioned Tyler Wade, Mike Ford. These are guys that I don't expect a lot from. I did expect more from Ford. I, I will say, but uh, it makes more sense that they're struggling. Gary Sanchez is the starting catcher. He's supposed to be a stud, and he just looks lost half the time. And it's not just offensively. He has looked tremendously bad uh, defensively this year. I mean, absolutely bad. Yeah. Even though the framing numbers are better. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I'm not defending Gary Sanchez. Do not mistake this for me defending it's, it's, it's Gary It's more Sanchez. to the point, I do have higher expectations for him. He's the starting catcher on this team. You should. No, you absolutely right? should have higher and, expectations. And he just, he gives you, in in other situations, he gives you terrible at-bats. I mean, the the in the first game of the doubleheader today, there was a uh, first pitch, fly ball, lazy fly ball to center field. Had a runner on yep. second base, could have advanced a runner, didn't put a good at-bat together. Just, it was just, it, it was, he was out before he was up and yep, did nothing yeah, for the team. Yeah. And there there are too yes. many of those at-bats. I'm agreeing. That's the problem. I, I agree wholeheartedly this year. It's been, it's been a disaster for Gary Sanchez. He has been the most disappointing player on the team so far this year. And everything says he's healthy, right? There's nothing. I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, if, if you, listen, if there was one, 1% wrong with Gary Sanchez, he'd be on the IL right well, now. Well, they have no catchers. <laughs> They would love nothing more than to be able to put Gary Sanchez on the IL for a hamstring injury and then use that as an excuse for why he's been struggling. So, I mean, that's, yeah, I, I got to a point of, t- when, that fly ball was frustrating as hell for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I gotcha. And I uh, and a, a couple, there was another uh, a fastball in the dirt that he just doesn't move his feet, he move his body over to block. Like, there, there were some, some pitches that were yanked that I didn't think he had a shot at and he shouldn't have blocked, but. Kratz made a couple good blocks on some Debbie Garcia curveballs today, and I'm like, that those are those are at the backstop with Gary Sanchez. Kratz is a goddamn professional. <laughs> Even when Gary gets down and blocks it, it's never square, and it's always off to one side, so the runners can still advance. Yeah, he's made up for it because of because of the arm, and 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 that's that's what he's uh, he's he's been able to do. So. Look, I, I, I'm right. not. I'm not by any means like giving up on him. That's not. That's not. But I, it's frustrating to watch him. I don't have much it's of close, a. Rope. It's though. close. You're, yeah, it's not, you're not close. far off. It's not far off. Not but far. I know he's not going anywhere either. So. You're right. All right. Well, w- wacky weekend. That's all I can say. It was a wacky weekend. Wild man. weekend. I'm glad we got to see Davey Garcia. That was a big positive. A big plus. Is that your biggest? Is I that your so. biggest takeaway? I think this weekend, weekend, well, and Jay Hap, you know, nutted up when he needed to. Bottom line, he did. You know, 
you know, all jokes aside, well, all jokes aside, way. he did in a big situation because they just got freaking swept by the goddamn Mets yep. and Araldis Chapman got beat. And that was... And Chad Green They got, got beat. walked off at Yankee Stadium <laughs> by the Mets. Walked off. I know. At the, I, I, mean, know. I mean, talk about 2020 in a freaking nutshell. That is some weird shit. I know. So you come back on a day when J-Hap's pitching and easily Mets could go out there, put up a five oh, spot. I mean, we're... Every Yankees fan is fully expecting to just get the crap beaten out of them on yeah. Saturday. Except for me. Started. I was not expecting that. I was expecting to get... I wasn't expecting what I saw. I was expecting a good start. I was expecting some depth, and I had a feeling that they were going to go with him a little longer because of that. Because he's, he's a guy who so, can handle it if he's going well. Let's put it this way. The biggest takeaway or the biggest thing to come out of the weekend might be Jay Happ and it's because he might he could shift the tide for the starting rotation to sort of bridge the gap until some some guys get healthier and also it could have really big impacts on 2021 but the biggest exciting thing to happen this weekend was for Garcia. Sure. Some people will say the Gary Sanchez Grand Slam because they will be blind to everything else and they will just see that and that's fine. <laughs> they will they will not look at the 91 mile an hour fastball down the middle. They, or it being the third one of the at-bat. Can't stress that enough. The, like even in the moment, it was still like, eh, okay. Like literally, any every major league hitter could have hit that out and probably would have done it on the second one. But that being said, <laughs> they wouldn't have hit it four fifty or yeah four fifty, but it would have gone out of the ballpark. Hey, three fifty counts just the same if it reaches. Aaron, the seats. Aaron Hicks knows that three oh three oh nine. Yeah, Aaron Hicks pimped that and it one foot over yeah. the fence. I mean, come on, Hicks. So it's either a single or a home run. So he's on first either way. It's like it's that he ain't going anywhere if that ball bounces off the wall. Uh, but yeah, David Garcia is a fun, exciting kid. Maybe that's how he hurt both calf muscles. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, he's fun, man. It's he's he's uh, he's a, he's really a, a fun kid to watch. So I, I hope we get to see him for the rest of the year. I really do. Really, really hope they do not uh, end up sending him back down because it would be it would be a damn shame. And honestly, like you're saying. They're, if they're if they're trying to put the best people out there, you you play with your young guys right now. The young guys are where this I mean, game is going. They can't look fans in the eyes. They can't look. They don't have to. in the eyes and say our best option right now for the next turn is not David Garcia. He just pitched six be- beautiful innings. Yeah, yeah. They don't have to look anybody in the eye. That's the thing. Like they got it's easy easy to do Zoom. now. Easy easy to Z- do. Zoom rooms. Yeah, and Cole's pitching Monday against Tampa, looking for a rebound start after he uh, gave a couple dingers to to Atlanta. It's Cole versus Glass now. I mean, I, I I know it. Again, it's going to be that was going to be a good one. Yeah, it's going to be even though now our I, offense is dog shit, and is probably it, it's going to be a freaking very tough matchup against Glass now. Well, well, listen, like even if the Yankees don't care if they don't win the division, you still want them to play better against sure. Tampa. Because if they do have to face Tampa in the playoffs, they've gotten the crap beaten out of them so right. far. So play well against Tampa this week. That's what I asked for. Yeah, I need some fight, man. Give me some fight. Scratch and claw a couple of games. Let's get this mentality back up. People don't want to relive the past about like the next man up shit. I, it worked. They they all got behind it. They need something to get behind. So you know maybe that's Eric Kratz's headband you know that he wears under his helmet whether what i don't care what it is they need something to get behind and and rally these uh these guys and come out there especially i mean how can you how can you look if you needed another situation besides garrett cole against glass now uh against the rays who are above you in the division now you know i don't know what's going to get you up yep 
It's a it's a nut up start for Cole. It's yeah for Cole, but for the offense, moreover, because I expect it from Cole. I expect Cole will be out there, a professional, and and will give us a damn good outing. I I fully expect that. It's about the offense coming in, putting together good at bats against Glass now, and and actually getting to him and being able to push across a few runs and give Garrett Cole and the Yankees an opportunity to win the game. I feel a little upset that it took us an hour to mention that DJ LeMahieu got back ahead of schedule. Dude, it, I barely even realized that he was gone because he's just always there. I forgot. Oh, I realized, I mean, I realized he was, he was gone, gone on the because... field. But my point is, is like he's back. You're like, oh yeah, he's there. He's always there. Um, yeah. And I it, did that happen on Thursday? That happened after we recorded. I think that I feel like we knew it. What? You know, it happened on no, Friday. No, no, there was the no, no. So Friday he didn't play. He was activated on right. Saturday. Friday when they, we they knew, sort of yeah. teased it. They teased it. He could be back this weekend, and then boom, Saturday morning he's yeah. in the lineup. I love it. I mean, so they are three zero with him back. <laughs> That's what happens. Three zero. He DJ LeMay who goes back in the lineup and they don't lose. Okay. Very, very true. <laughs> Ex- those, extend those that man right now. I. That's eye test versus Maybe, nerd test. Eye test. DJ LeMay who's good. Nerd we test. We completely overlooked the the biggest thing of the weekend. DJ LeMay being back. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, submit your mailbag questions. Submit for eye test versus nerd test. Didn't really do a full one this this show, but we'll, we'll do one on Thursday. Um, big, big week of baseball again, considering there's no off days for the rest of the year, pretty much. Any Let's last go. Words? Gotta Got to beat Tampa. Beat Tampa. Just don't let Tampa win the freaking division. Stupid. Freaking Tampa. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. Did someone say playoffs? NBA and NHL are playing for the gold and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Get in on all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. MLB season is finally pushing into fall and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. So take advantage of Return to Sports and remember, the casino never closes. Check it out all day and all night. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.